Welcome to the Remote CEO Show. My name is De Niro Bartolini, AKA De Niro B. I'm an acclaimed business coach and my moonshot is to change the face of work and business forever. With each episode, we bring you some of the most inspiring and insightful interviews with six, seven, eight, and nine figure entrepreneurs to crack the code on how to build your remote empire and have fun while doing it. Thanks for stopping by and let's get started. What's going on, CEOs? De Niro B here with another episode of the Remote CEO Show. Today we are here with Igor Krenchek. Igor is a head of marketing with eight plus years of experience in B2B SaaS and digital products. Through his experience, he grew his expertise in strategic and product marketing, brand development, lead generation, and team leadership. He's a customer-obsessed marketing and product enthusiast that combines marketing creativity with analytical approach to help companies grow their business. I'm very excited for this chat, so let's get right into it. Igor, welcome to the Remote CEO Show. How are you doing today? I'm very good. Thank you. And thank you for having me. It's a great pleasure. That's fantastic. Igor, you are the head of marketing at um, Determ, And I want to ask you a question regarding uh, what got you to start working for this company. So I've joined Determ um, about a year and a half ago. Um, uh, then it was still called Media Toolkit. We actually had a huge rebranding earlier this year. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the things that got me uh, to switch. I was actually working for a company, for a software company that was working in the travel industry. And we, we all know what happened for the last few years with the, with the COVID and the travel yeah. industry. Uh, so when I started looking for something else, I wanted, you know, um, a company uh, that, that will spark my interest, not only with the product, because I, I was working a lot in a different product companies in the IT. Uh, but something that, you know, culture-wise would be very, very, very good fit for me. And when I started talking to the COO of the company, starting, uh, you know, even thinking about joining, the story that they told me about how the company was founded, um, how it, you know, uh, became, it was it was a small product in a digital agency that actually had a huge success early on. And they are now company we are now company for for uh, nine years so it's it's, mm. it's it, the story behind it was was uh, was uh, something that got me to to switch when you're listening to the founders and their story why they did why they did it how did they do it you know all, mm. all of the all of the that's the stories that that make your heart tingle and oh i want to be part of this i want i want to make this grow even further perfect Absolutely. And that's fantastic. As a matter of fact, now I want to really get into the you know meat and potatoes of our chat. And I want to talk about marketing. Again, you're the head of marketing at Determ. So I really want to know what's currently working in your market. What strategies have you implemented? I want to know maybe a couple of things that have been working and possibly if you can even share with us some, um, you know, things that did not go so well that you still tried. Mm-hmm. 
So um, we, as I mentioned, had a huge rebranding um, in uh, February this year. Uh, we were changing not only our visual, visual identity, but our name. So we went from media toolkit to the term. And I have a team of six people. Uh, mm -hmm. And we are still in the rebranding mode, um, working mostly on getting everything up and running as it was before, let's call it that way, but uh, to even sur sur surpass those numbers. Um, and one of the things that uh, we were working on, so the, the, the IT industry, the product industry uh, with the digital products, uh, the current you know big hype is the product-led growth. Um, mm -hmm. And... Uh, a lot of uh, companies um, think that product-led growth is only, you know, free trial. If you're not having a free trial, you are um, you are not a product-led. And we were all we also had free trial. And what we saw, we were starting to, you know, our numbers were getting lower. Uh, we would get signups, but we couldn't convert people to to buy. Mm -hmm. And we were thinking, what should we do? You know, what's the reason? And we, as a marketing team, also together with the product team. We started talking to those customers. We started talking to those prospects uh, who didn't convert through win-loss interviews, through just you know different interviews. Um, and what we saw was happening: they didn't get the full value of the of the solution uh, inside their free trial. And then first instinct uh, with the product marketing and the product team was okay, let's fix free trial. And we started fixing the free trial, and the numbers wouldn't get up. And then we did something radical, <laughs> if you ask uh, the current trends, and we decided to switch off the free trial. And we moved away from the free trial mm -hmm. uh, as it is, and we moved to book a demo. And actually, we when it comes to number of signups uh, or, or the qualified leads that uh, went down to further to the sales process, we, we upped that number for a few times. So uh, the, the numbers went actually really uh, went, went up. And now what we are doing in marketing is, you know, we, we, we had, you know, years and years of contact that was targeted towards start your free trial and work it on your own. And now we are, um, you know, we, 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 we said that we, 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 we need to be agile <laughs> yeah. um, and we need to, you know, make the change first. And if it works, we're, we're going to do all the details later. Um, and it didn't work. Now we are, you know, um, we, we, need, we, need, we need a new set of tools because you need to show value through different things. And now we need new processes because it's now, it's not anymore just come to the tools, see for yourself, but come and let us show you what it can do for you. Yeah. You know, the, the, the paradigm is a bit different. Um, so we are really focused on, on this part. And now when we are doing nurturing, we are doing nurturing with leads that are a bit more hot. So mm -hmm. if you are requesting a demo, that means that you are lower down in the buying funnel, in the marketing funnel. Yeah. You are probably somewhere closer to the decision phase. Yeah. So we started doing a lot of things with the decision phase content, with the decision phase campaigns. Um, and then what we saw that we forgot about the awareness a bit. <laughs> and, um, and what that meant is, okay, we are now serving the people down on the funnel, but we also need to educate the people, you know, on, on top of the funnel that yeah, new that people have the awareness. So that's on the point where you, where you said, so you, did you try something and it didn't work? Um, well, we forgot about something that worked. <laughs> that's maybe mm -hmm. the better, better thing to say. And now we are, you know, slowly going back to the, to the, uh, also, um, nurturing those awareness campaigns 
doing the awareness uh, content uh, because, um, again, we need to educate the market for those who are not in the decision phase. We, we do love those. Those are our favorite. Mm -hmm. But we need to, you know, move the ones uh, that are more top of the funnel uh, to the bottom of the funnel to the, to the decision phase. So this is something that we are working on now uh, together, with, as I said, with the rebranding that is, you know, a year, a year in the making until the launch and at least six to eight months after the launch, you still have to fix stuff and find, you know, what to, how to make the numbers better. Absolutely. Absolutely. Here's the thing. That was such a great answer. There's a lot to unpack there. I think that our listeners at home just learned a super valuable lesson from you, Igor, which is those that pay, quote unquote, pay attention. What I mean by that is, uh, even though um, you're not making them pay to watch a demo, right? But someone that's investing time to sit yeah. and listen to you and actually possibly take notes is going to pay with their own time. And these people are going, again, to pay attention. I know how easy it is to go on a website and click on the button that says, you know, sign up for a free trial. I think if I got actually go back in time and I and I started my business in 2012, if I <laughs> if I go back, I probably signed yeah. up for like over 200 tools, but most yeah. of them I don't remember. Right, like you said, you sign up, you see what's there, but kind of you're not super invested. So I really, really like that. Um, and one thing that I want to talk about actually is awareness. So can you tell us about awareness? Can you just dig in, dig a bit deeper into what mm -hmm. you're doing? I think that I met you guys through uh, an SEO campaign that we had launched. So mm -hmm. possibly you're doing that as well. Can you tell us more about what tools you're using or at least what strategies you're using uh, mm -hmm. to get that awareness uh, really going, uh, going uh, to the best of your abilities? Mm -hmm. So what we are doing, um, we, we try to, you know, divide when it comes to efforts and traffic and similar, we try to divide it on paid and, and organic. Mm -hmm. And um, we, we look at differently uh, similar strategies, but we always, you know, just, just to know how much money did we invest on paid on certain stuff and how much, you know, money again, because organic is not free. You have people doing the organic stuff. So you don't have the advertising cost, but you have the people cost or the tools yeah. cost and so on. Uh, so um, when, when it comes to awareness on the paid side, is it, it's a bit more, uh, it's a bit easier. We are doing a lot of retargeting. Uh, with the awareness campaigns where your call to action definitely is not book a demo because a person that is in the awareness stage, um, they will, you know, their, their call to action is not book a demo. Their, their call to action should be something like, uh, are you having this uh, issues with your company or with your team? Go and read about it. And, you know, uh, this is how we can help. But still, we are not selling anything. We are just uh, making them realize that we are aware of their problems and mm -hmm. we are making them aware that there's a possible solution out there that can help them. So our buyer personas uh, are PR managers, um, the, the whole PR departments, people in the PR departments, mm -hmm. uh, regardless, is it uh, an agency that does the PR work for someone or mm -hmm. is it a department inside a company that has their own PR uh, PR department? Yeah. Or PR person. Sometimes it's it's only one person. Uh, we also serve uh, marketing people. Uh, there are different a bit different use cases. Uh, but you know, PR and marketing people are our 
best friends. So we are now uh, marketers selling to marketers in one way. Awesome. Um, yes. And what we are doing with them now is after a lot of research that we've done, after a lot of PRs and marketers that we've talked to, we wanted to know where are they uh, looking for new content? Uh, where are they learning new stuff? Are they going to conferences maybe? Or are they doing an online research? Or do they like certifications? Or, you know, what and how... How do they get new information? How do they get new knowledge? And once we find out, found out uh, what were the most common things, we started ma mapping out our um, strategy. Meaning, um, okay, we realized we need a lot of a lot of educational content, a lot of educational content, and we have a really good content team. Uh, but what we are doing also with them, we and we have a lot of guest bloggers that are writing for us. Awesome. Uh, which is actually, you know, a good cooperation. We have, um, you know, um, a person in, in our team managing it. Um, and she, she goes through everything with them. They agree on a topic. And we, we need to make it, you know, mutually beneficial uh, because we need to get something from, from it. And they need to get something from it. You know, they want to have valuable content. So I think that's a really good uh, strategy to have to, you know, really utilize uh, those really talented people in the in the blogger community mm -hmm. um, that actually do want to write for you and yep. that they do think that the topics that you want to cover are interesting. So um, with that is also how we came across uh, you guys uh, after your campaign was, you know, link building. Um, yep. It's a very important thing to do. Um, and you want to, you know, uh, build trust uh, by exchanging those links that are, that are so important uh, with the respective sites. Absolutely. Absolutely. Again, great answer. There's so much information here. A couple of follow-up questions. So let's go back to, actually, first thing, I want to make sure that our listeners at home understand what you said about not selling to someone on the awareness stage on the product itself. You know, uh, we've, we've heard this in so many different ways. I sp often sp speak about Sabri Subi, for example, great marketer. He said, you know, like if you go on Tinder on the first day, you're not going to ask someone right away to go and marry you, right? So that's yeah. really what we're talking about here. No matter what product you have, it's a product, a service, or a digital product, it doesn't matter. If someone doesn't yeah. know you yet, we want to take it easy, really get them to know you and then move through the funnel until they're ready to buy or at least watch a demo. And so yeah. that, again, if you're home listening to this, take this to heart and make sure that you're not going to you know, word vomit all your information on your first piece of sales copy to someone that doesn't know you because you're definitely not going to, you know, feel first understood and second, they're definitely not going to buy anyway. So don't waste your time. Yeah. So that's amazing. When it comes to SEO, this is a follow-up question that I have because since the past few months after chat GPT and other forms of AI writing tools and, and, and that came out, there's some people that are starting to freak out about SEO because they're like, well, how are people going to, you know, go to the SERP to the search engine result page if now there's going to be an AI that's actually just going to give you the one answer. So, I want to get your opinion. I have a very strong opinion about this. I'm super pro SEO still. Absolutely not Absolutely not the time to stop doing SEO right now. But I want to know from you as well, how do you guys are preparing 
to this next stage of uh, of search online. And first off, what are you guys doing to make sure that you're still going to be at the top? And uh, do you believe that it's still going to be a valuable tool, like talking about SEO? Mm -hmm. I that we, we we did have those discussions when, once it was launched. I think that everyone did. Um, and we did have a few meetings and, and not meetings, but discussions actually, you know, how can we leverage, you know, the, the AI tools and everything? And, you know, how do we see it happening? And we did, we did, we even tried, you know, okay, make, make him write a blog for you. And what I saw is it powerful. Yes. Uh, can you give you an answer? Yes. But I think that, it still lacks the human touch that we do have through content that we are writing. So mm -hmm. every time you write a piece of content, I, I insist on having an author being signed and the biography of the author and previous works of authors. Yeah. Because I myself, when I'm searching stuff, when I'm looking through the results, um, I always look who the author is. Because if it's someone unknown, I'm not probably going to trust that source. Um, and making the content current you know going back to your old content and making it current is something i think that is of value when it's opposed to the current to the current uh ai solutions um you know you really showing you understand because what what the chat gpt can do is you know it can make you a summary of a lot of different stuff but still you, you always have to go in and make sure that the results are correct you have to make sure that you know it, it cannot make conclusions for you um but when when you're writing content and we are when you're having seo on your top of your mind uh i think that with making that content current um, it's something that's, you know, a leverage, uh, when, when, when it comes to, to the AI tools. I don't know if I answered, uh, yeah. your question correctly. Yeah. yeah. Part of it, what I was also wondering in your case is, are you afraid that all your SEO, uh, strategy and, and all your SEO efforts are going to be, you know, vanishing in the, in, in the near future? Some people say just because people are not going to go through a search engine result page, but rather they will just want to ask an AI a question and the AI is supposedly going to give them a full answer without them having to go through third-party websites. Uh, honestly, I, no, um, for <laughs> one reason. So when, when, I, when it comes to, I, I look from, from my own position. I think that uh, th those kind of uh, AIs, it will help you maybe narrow down the search uh, a few conversations with the AI can maybe uh, help you, you know, get to the term that you want to search. Actually, uh, when I was doing research uh, for the last thing I was uh, writing, actually outside work, um, and uh, first thing was like, okay, I'm going to use the ChatGPT, and the results were not good. And but what it helped me is to narrow down what I'm looking for. So okay. it did help me a bit not to have 10 different, you know, um, search topics, not to go through seven different pages uh, before I realize what I'm looking at. So yes, on that side, um, it's, you know, uh, you you as a writer, as an SEO, you will have, be, have to be more concrete. You will have to know how to really write that piece of content. Mm -hmm. So it's valuable for the reader. But still, um, I think, 
I'm not sure that you know you need more research, you need more data. Uh, ChatGPT and similar solutions can give you a lot, but in, from my experience, I always had to do an extra, uh, extra research on it. Uh, will it change in the near future? I don't think so. In the far future, maybe, possibly, everything's possible with this. Uh, but now I see it as an add-on. I see yeah. it as a tool that can help you. But it cannot really replace uh, even common booking uh, uh, for for anyone. I think. Absolutely, and I'm on the same page as this uh, as as you, with one exception. When it comes to commodities, like for example, if I need to go from here to Croatia, let's say, right from Rome to Croatia, I want to get a flight. I don't really care. I could, I would gladly go on uh, on uh, ChatGPT or any other yeah. tool and say, "Listen, I want to leave tomorrow around 11 a.m. from this airport. Want to go there? Buy me the cheapest flight. Do everything yourself. I don't care as yeah. long as you know." It, and and you know, that's a, a perfect example of a commoditized product that I, I don't really care if I fly with Wizz Air or with Ryanair. It doesn't matter. Right. Yeah. When it comes to tools, when it comes to other types of solutions, when it comes to, you know, wanting to know what the market thinks about a specific tool rather than another tool, I don't want an AI just to tell yeah. me what it thinks. Because, first off, it doesn't think it's just going yeah. to like take information from the internet. But possibly I would want to go on forums and see what other people literally is my same side business, my, 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 in my specific situation are thinking. I want to know more about the actual experts that have created those products. I want to go on your website and see why you're different than it's someone else. And so that level of research that comes from buying something that is not a commodity is something that I don't believe is going to be uh, totally, you know, eclipsed by, by just an AI and until yep. you know, we gotta get really like next level <laughs> when it comes to the AI reporting uh, of the information. And even then, I still believe that when we're gonna get to that level, that means that the AI will give you the answer, but also it will give you a full transcript of all the site of all the sites that it took the information from. Yeah. And so that's going to be the new way of doing SEO. It's going to be like. Okay, let me make sure that I show up on the results of the AI after it cited yeah. me, right? And so yeah, and, and so I completely I agree. I had a similar situation right now. Actually, uh, I'm planning a trip to Berlin, and mm -hmm. I didn't want to do my own research first. And I just told him, "Can you make me a six-day itinerary for Berlin, please?" And it gave me an idea, and that's when I started searching. That's when I started searching for different field trips, locations. So I just reversed the thing. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it gave me something to think about, made the first initial research for me. And then I started, you know, digging deeper because ChatGPT didn't recommend any of the companies or something else that, that is doing stuff right now. Uh, and I had to do that research myself, but it yeah. only gave me, you know, you have this amount of time. I propose you look at these things, and then I took everything and just went, you know, and dove deeper into each each and every segment. So I, I agree completely with you. When it comes, you know, flights and stuff like this, do it for me, please. But I'll <laughs> do the extra research that I need to do on myself. Exactly, a hundred percent. All right, so we are approaching the end of our call, but one thing that I haven't asked you about is your management style. We talked about this before we started recording. 
um, that you have a hybrid model for your business. Some people work yeah. locally. Some people are working fully remote. Um, I have a question regarding the remote side of the business. You know, we're at the remote CEO show. And so yeah. for obvious reasons, I want to focus on that. Uh, so my last question uh, to you today would be, um, how do you make sure that when you hire someone remotely, that are, they are a good fit for the team? And how do you keep them motivated and feel still part mm -hmm. of the team, even though they're not in the office? Yeah. So I would just add on this question. We are not always uh, looking for culture fit. Sometimes we're looking for a culture ad. So it's it can be either. Mm -hmm. uh, but I, I will be completely honest. Um, when, when you're working in a company that has a hybrid model, if you have people that are completely remote it, for a manager, for a people leader, th that is challenging. And in um, it, it definitely, I would say it's the easier, it's the easiest if you have either fully remote team or fully present team. Uh, when you have the mix, it, it is challenging, of course. Yeah. Uh, but I think that the main point, two things that are there for me crucial. First, the trust. If you have trust, if you've developed trust, and when you're hiring someone new, of course, you don't know in, you know, can I trust this person? But I personally go into this kind of business relationship as the person has the complete trust for me and you have to prove me wrong not to trust you. And when, when you're working like that, there, there will be no obstacles on, you know, this person is remote. I'm not trusting them. They're working as much as the people that are not remote. No, I hired them. Uh, I knew that they're going to be a remote person in the team and I have complete trust that they will do their job as they need to do it. From that trust, I think comes also a lot of motivation because even if you are a person that is being managed, so you have a boss and the boss is on, um, the, the manager is on location and you are remote, if you see that they believe in you, you know, that they, they have your full support and, and everything, you, you are more motivated to yeah. work. Otherwise, if, if you're thinking, okay, I'm not going to work because my boss will actually think I'm not doing anything anyways, oh, yeah. there's no yeah. motivation. The next thing is that I think that is crucial is keep them engaged and keep them really as a part of the team. Um, they need to know stuff what's happening. So what, what we would do when someone is remote, maybe, um, okay, we had this discussion in the office just to let you know what was happening because you were not there. So you, you're keeping them in the loop. They're not feeling left out just because they're remote. And that also that often happens. And I've had actually a few friends that were working as a remote person in the hybrid company. Mm -hmm. And they've actually changed jobs in the end because they were feeling excluded. They, feel, they felt like they were punished because they were working remotely even though it was an agreement from the start. So two things crucial for me, the trust and keeping people engaged and part of the team at any moment. That is fantastic. I see eye to eye with you on this as well, because when it comes, and, and I really liked even what he said about the culture ad initially, sometimes mm -hmm. it's also about that. It's not only about finding everybody that fits exactly the same uh, yeah. inside the business. Um, you do want the difference uh, to even start new conversations, to get challenge, you know, to get challenge your thoughts and 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 the way that things are running within the business. 
Listen, Igor, I want to ask you a question regarding the business. Is there anything exciting that's coming down the pike that you want to share with our audience? So we were talking a lot of the, the AI. Um, we just launched actually um, an upgrade in our solution uh, that actually leverages the, the AI. Um, and we are now working as a marketing on, we launched it and now we are, you know, uh, we, we, we don't want to think that go to market stops once you launch the product. So we are now working for on the post launch things and different campaigns and how to leverage this. So it's very exciting to see how many, you know, good and bad actually solutions are coming out with, with the AI now being, you know, the hype. Um, yeah. I think it's very, very interesting to be in marketing right now uh, <laughs> because of it. Uh, you need to differentiate yourself. So it's it's a very challenging, but very, very exciting time, time ahead of us. Yeah, I love that. I said some great, some very good things, but also very bad tools. And I can just imagine. Yeah. How many people are hopping on the bandwagon and coming up with with awful solutions? Uh, that are yeah, not... but at least they tried. That an A for effort. Absolutely, absolutely. Ready, Igor? Listen, I'm sure that my listeners want to know more about your PR marketing tools. And so, where can people find your business online? Um, they can always hop on determ.com. Uh, or if they uh, want something more personalized than you, they're your listeners from the beginning, they can just uh, uh, find me on LinkedIn and we can grab a chat informal also if, if they need some advice on it. But determ.com is the place to be. Perfect. Again, Igor, thank you so much for being at the Remote CEO Show. I'm looking forward to having you back in the future. And in the meantime, enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you for having me and uh, enjoy your day yourself. Thank you. And this is it for today, CEOs. Thanks for staying with us until the end. Can I ask you a big favor? Can you please leave a review? I know the podcast app is not super straightforward. So if you don't know how to leave a review, just DM me on Instagram at denierob, D-E-N-I-E-R-O-B. And I will send you the direct link to the review section and to show you my appreciation, I will answer any business question you ask me during that conversation. So thank you again, and I will talk to you again soon.